Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. Happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. The Me Bros Podcast back with another special holiday edition of the Me Bros Podcast. I'm your host, one third of the Martin crew, uh, D Martin here, along with my uh, my brothers. We're all in Charlotte. I'm happy. I'm in a festive mood. Jared Man 85, Jeremy, how we feeling, fellas? Happy Thanksgiving to you, gentlemen. Oh man, I'm feeling good right now. Got myself some uh, some grown up juice. Getting ready to get it popping. Uh, it's yes, it's Turkey Day, man. It's football on. Um, it's basketball that just happened last night. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling festive, man. We, my, my, my Tigers are in first place. My Texans are in first place. I mean, I, how can I complain? I mean, can't complain, man. Can't complain. Jeremy, how you feeling, brother? I'm feeling wonderful. Looking forward to us wrapping up the uh, NFC South today, and you know, watching okay. other star games that are on. Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. All right, great, man. Well, obviously, uh, uh, want to shout out. Start off, start off by shouting out. Everybody's listening to us. I hope you guys are enjoying your family. Um, happy Thanksgiving, to all the listeners out there. So, thanks for tuning in to us for sure. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Obviously, the uh, the main kind of uh, point of emphasis last week in, in, in all the games was uh, Lamar Jackson uh, just completely being on another level. Almost like he's playing Madden against uh, all the, all the, all the different teams he's played and played in the last five six weeks. Um, let's start with you, Jeremy, on this topic. Um, what do you think? Of, is, is, are the Ravens peaking too early? What do you have to say about Lamar? Let's let's just talk about the Ravens for, for a couple seconds, Jeremy. So go ahead. Let's let's have you start. Well, as far as peaking too early, I'm not sure. Um, all I know is they're peaking, and I don't see them possibly getting better, but. Does that mean that they're not going to be able to play well later in the season? Who knows? We'll see what, what happens. I think as of this point, there's no way you can say anyone else is playing better football than they are. Um, they look like the best team in the NFL. Lamar looks like the best player in the NFL. As much as everybody hyped up Patrick Mahomes last year, and it was deserved, deservedly so, um, he wasn't playing better than Lamar Jackson is playing right now. Lamar Jackson is literally running like the best running back in football and then throwing darts. I mean, it's it's outrageous i'm still a little upset right now um i didn't want us to draft lamar but looking back at it now maybe when we traded up to get marcus davenport maybe that should have been a uh lamar jackson <laughs> pick but um right. yeah at, at this point um i mean what can you say about him I, I love watching them play they got a bunch of former saints on there that i liked when they were with us and they all look good willie sneed has caught a few touchdown passes he looks good uh mark ingram running angry uh and i'll be honest I'm watching the game from TV, and I have no clue who has the ball a lot of times, so I'm sure that the players on the field don't know who has the ball a lot of times, and that makes for a very, very difficult team to stop. Um, I think there could be, be some teams that you know maybe give them trouble offensively where they score a lot of points because I still don't think they face an elite offense. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's it's one of those things of you know they're, they're going to be diff- difficult to stop this year. Absolutely, man. Lamar, Lamar literally looks like he's uh, being controlled by somebody with a video game controller. Um, it's just, it's just kind of stupid what's going on. But Jerry, what do you, what do you have to say? Especially after, uh, I know you got to feel a little bit better after he torched the Texans two weeks ago, and he just did the same thing to the Rams. Uh, yeah. What you got to say about Lamar and the Ravens? Um, 
I, I feel better about my Texans. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't say I definitely feel better about it. I mean, now I. I <laughs> I, I thought at the time, I was like, man, they just had a tree game. And now I'm like, mm, they may just be, you know, virtuoso right now. What I will say is this. Everybody's like, oh, you know, Lamar Jackson, I mean, look what he's doing now. What is he going to be doing when he improves? There's there's no improvement from what he's doing right now. Now, the only improvement is can you do this over a season? Can you do it over a five-year period? Because if he does that, does that he's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, what, what improvement is there going to be right now for – He's not throwing any incompletions. I mean, he had two incompletions that were drops, uh, and then he still scored. He still scored a touchdown on all six possessions that he had the ball. Um, there's a stat: they've punted the ball twice in the last three weeks, and those two drives, RG three was the quarterback. Um, now that somewhat misleading, they went for it on fourth down versus the Texans, and we stopped them. Um, we we forced them into a long field goal. They missed, so we got a couple stops, but they haven't punted the ball. Because, one, they're being super aggressive. I love what John Harbaugh is doing. He's got somebody from analytics that graduated from Yale who sits on the sidelines and tells him the probabilities of, hey, if you go for it on fourth and three, this is what your win percentage is going to be. If you get it, this is what it changes to if you you don't get it. And they're making decisions based on analytics and not just, oh, well, you know, the book says we should punt the ball on fourth and two when you got Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram and, and, and a slew of tight ends that can get open. So point blank on, on that fourth and I think it was fourth and three or fourth and four. Yep. Uh, I mean, they just kept the ball, kept it in Lamar's hands. He got like five yards easy. It just seems like anytime it's almost like Cam, you know, three or four years ago when we had that really good season in Carolina. It's almost like anytime we're, if it's third and like short, and I mean like a long short as in 35, 34, like they feel good about just giving the ball to Lamar or putting in trust hands, big trust, a.k.a. marking you. Uh, they, they seem like they just can't be stopped on those very, very important downs, like third and short, third and kind of short and long, if you want to call it third and five. Uh, it seems like they have the answer, which can keep drives, along, drives alive, and they just keep they, – they retain possession of the ball a lot longer than they're, they're, uh, the teams they're playing right now. So Yeah, and, and I, I, will say, I will say this too. I don't know if they peaked. I, if they're picking too early, as as your question was, but one thing, and you guys remember on the podcast, you know, you know, that I'm a huge Clemson fan. When Clemson played the first game of the season versus Georgia Tech, and the spread was like 30, 38 points, thirty eight and a half, whatever it was, and I said take Georgia Tech, and I said the reason is Clemson always struggles to start the season. I can't tell you why. I don't know what it is, but every year they have some games earlier in the season where they look like oh they're not that good this year, and then later in the year they peak, and they ended up covering the spread that game. But then we saw the UNC game a few weeks later where they almost lost the game. And I tell people, every year, I don't, I'm not sure why it happens, but Dabble brought it up when the, the playoff committee rankings came out and we initially weren't in the top four. And Dabble said, he said, I don't know why everybody focuses on you know a game that was a month ago. He said, but in reality, he said, you, you showed me a team that's peaking in, uh, you showed me a team that's peaking in September and October. And I'll show you a team that likely won't be peaking in December and January. And he said, you know, we focus on making sure we peak at the right times. And every year, it seems like when December comes, it's like, oh, man, Clemson really is, is playing great ball now. And they, they look like they're a completely different team than September. I'm not sure if that's going to apply to the Ravens. What I will say is this. I know last year they looked like they were, they, were, they clearly weren't where they're at right now. And Lamar wasn't throwing the ball nearly as accurately as he is now. But they looked like, you know, they couldn't hardly be stopped. And then they played the Chargers in the playoffs and kind of got run off the field. Uh, so well, they I'm, weren't putting up a bunch of points. They, were, they weren't like the leading core in football. Right, but they still weren't. You couldn't hardly stop Lamar, and they still were the number one rushing team in the league. So it's going to depend on when they get into the playoffs, 
if some team is able to slow down the run, you're not going to stop the run because they're, they're too good, but they're able to slow down the run and give them in the third and five, third and sixes, is Lamar going to continue to be as consistently accurate as he's been? And if the question is yes, then nobody's going to beat them. Um, but if the answer is is a maybe or a no, then you got a team like maybe the Chiefs who maybe can put up points, even though they, their run defense is terrible, so I don't see them being able to slow them down. Maybe the Patriots. Um, I don't really – I mean, I, I would say the Texans, but I watched us play the Colts last week with their backup running back, and literally we couldn't stop. They literally had a touchdown drive where they – they scored on a 14-play touchdown drive, and 13 of the players were runs. Uh, so if, if we can't stop the Colts with Jonathan Williams, I, I doubt we're going to be able to stop anybody on the Ravens. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out down down the road. But, I mean, right now they look like they're, 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 they're hitting on all cylinders. I would say this. I'm looking forward to this week's game. Uh, they're playing against San Francisco. Uh, and San Francisco has a front four that if anybody can really stop them running with without – bringing extra people up to help San Francisco will probably be that team um, so I w- I'm looking forward to seeing how they look against them because if you can stop let's say if you can trust your front four to contain any runs inside and you can maybe move some linebackers uh, out wide to, to stop the outside runs then I think you got a chance but if you can't stop the run with your front four um, or at least keep your linebackers clean then I mean you're pretty much dead so um, there's only a few teams that can do that um, and those teams have to have elite Probably uh, first round picks at the defensive line. You see that with San Francisco. You see that with New Orleans. You see that with uh, well, the Patriots had 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 some, but um, you know they've, they've got some injuries and people aren't really, you know, they've really got a great scheme as opposed to great talent. Uh, but there's a few teams in the league that have nothing but but first round talent on their on their front line. Maybe the Cowboys, and uh, those are the teams that will, to me, give them the most trouble. Yeah, so right now, Jerry and I were talking about it last night. Um, I think the line's around six and a half uh, for for the Ravens right now. Which, I, in my heart of hearts, I feel like San Francisco's the real deal. I don't. But I still, I still think that I just, I just have a, I just feel it in my stomach that the Ravens gonna blow them out. Wait, pause. Like I just feel like, I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have a, uh, I have a feeling that the Ravens are gonna are gonna blow about. Uh, by definitely more than six and a half. But uh, I'm interested to see how Nick Bosa deals with uh, Lamar and trying to figure out if he's gonna, you know, kind of hold that 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 option route that him and uh, Lamar run, him and uh, Mark Even run, where he kind of holds it in his. Uh, Holds it in his stomach for a while uh, until you know <laughs> he takes the, the, the pause got you off. It's okay. It's okay. We're good. We're good. We, we're good, man. All right. I think I think with that game though, my my thought process is I don't think the 49ers are for real. I think the 49ers have played a very weak schedule. I don't think the Packers are for real. I said that before the game last week. If you are physical with the Packers, they will they can be punked very easily. Yeah, but you can't say two. a team that's like what? What are the forty nine? Ten and one. Ten and one. Ten and one. You can't say they're not the real deal. They play. They play. They beat ten teams in the NFL. You just gotta. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go. I can go through those ten teams very easily. Tampa Bay. Yeah. They went Tampa Bay. Then they beat the Bengals. Then they beat the Steelers with Mason Rudolph. Then they beat the Rams. Then they beat the Redskins. Then they beat the Cardinals. They beat the Cardinals twice. They lost to Seattle. Because their kicker missed a forty three yard kick. Jerry, you can't say that because they, 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 they dropped two picks on the way. On the- but but if he makes the kick, they win the game, correct? Uh, yes, they, yeah. they, they makes the kick. If they pick the ball off the four times they didn't have, it, he lose the game earlier. Um, so they lost the they lost that game. 
Um, and what was the other two Carolina. games? They beat, they beat Green Bay and they had one other. Oh, and then we, they beat the Panthers. They literally have one win last week with the first win they got against the team that has a winning record. Yeah, all those, yeah, all those organizations aren't bad. Like, they, all of them aren't bad. They, they beat one team with a winning record. But Jeremy, you could say the same thing about uh, you could say the same thing about every team in the NFL. Yeah. Like, right. You could say the same thing because, about all the teams. Because Jeremy, as much as you, and your Saints have some impressive wins, you beat Seattle, you beat the Texans, you beat a few teams, right? Yeah. But they don't have a bad loss like the Falcons. They didn't have when they played the Panthers. They didn't play a game like last week where it came down to their kicker missing a twenty well, yard kick. They did because they did the same thing against the Cardinals. Week before. But the, the Panthers, Card- here's the thing though: the, the Cardinals. Huh, but the Cardinals are literally are a completely different team than Week Three when they played. Are you the, telling me the, the, the Cardinals are better than the Panthers? Yes, right oh, now, the right now. The Cardinals got three wins. But Jeremy, the Cardinals are putting up a ton of points, and I, like I said, I, I'm not telling you. And, and they won that game. That wasn't a game like the Falcons where they got blown out. Like literally, I'm they not. They were getting blown out, and and. We'll see next week. They play. They play the Saints after they play the Ravens. Uh, they're about to catch two L's, and they're gonna end up in the wild card game on, on the road because Seattle's gonna win that division. All right, let's move on to uh, some NBA fellas. Uh, last night was it? Last night or the night before last. Last we, night we were actually recording on, on Thanksgiving. So yeah, last night uh, AD made his return down to uh, New Orleans. Uh, got booed during the uh, during the, the the opening announcements or the the start lineup announcement. Um, then went out and dropped forty one on them. Uh, let's start with you, Jared. Your team went. I'm sure AD feels good leaving New Orleans, knowing that you know all the drama he had last year. Uh, he, he backed it up with uh, a performance. So, what do you think about the the reception that he got um, from New Orleans? And I, 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 I feel it was well deserved. I don't yeah. think he you know did the right thing in that whole. Uh, oh, he did the right thing. Well, uh, yeah. Let's, I'm sure. I'm sure you think he did the right thing. But uh, let's start with you on this, man. What do you think about AD in this uh, this New Orleans game? Well, let, let me let me start by saying he clearly did the right thing, right? So I'm gonna tell you why. One, you're in a situation to where you get drafted to an organization, you have no control over where you go, and then they make it so financially prohibitive for you to leave before you sign your second contract. Your second contract, he signed for five years, 145 million. If he left, he would have left the extra year, and I think the max at the time he could have signed for was around 95. So you're not leaving 50 million dollars on the table. Wait, did he not leave 50 million dollars on the table by not signing a supermax deal by going to the Lakers? Well, here's the deal. Now he's got that 145 million. So one of you're Anthony Davis, and so can, can I finish my statement? Yeah. So you got Anthony Davis, who who up until that point, how many years had Anthony Davis finished a complete season? None. He hadn't played over over seventy games in any season. So if you have an injury history and you have one hundred forty five million dollars to go on on the on the books at that moment, you're not walking away from that. So then you get to a point to where Anthony Davis was upfront with the Pelicans. He said, "I would love to to stay here my entire career, but if you guys cannot build a championship team around me, I will not stay here." So he gave them that time frame. He said that when he signed, he gave them an extra two years to figure out. Can you guys build a championship contender around us? They did not build one around him. And so then he got to last year before the season started. He privately went to them and said, look, I don't think this team is built for me to win a championship. I would like to be traded. They said, we are not trading you. So then he went public. And, and his, oh, before that, he had a, a his agent did not want to ruffle any feathers. He didn't want to ruin any relationships. So he didn't he didn't go public or anything with it. So then Anthony Davis fires his agent, hires Rich Paul with the thought process that Rich Paul is not afraid to do what's in the best interest of his clients to get them out of where they don't want to be. So then he hires Rich Paul. Rich Paul makes it public that Anthony Davis wants to be traded, and he forced his way out of a bad situation. So look, I, you can you can say what you want to say about it, but he, he got to L.A., 
He's gonna. You can tell he left some money on the table, but he's gonna make so much more money off of the fact that he's winning. He's gonna be endorsements. He got the uh, even even with uh, the going to LA. He's gonna have. He's gonna be in Space Jam. I'm sure they're they're gonna figure out ways to make up money that he would have lost in New Orleans because nobody was watching them play. The taxes are high in LA, but but here's the thing though. NBA, you you get taxed everywhere you play, so you don't just you get taxed 41 home games. But if you go play like last night they played New Orleans, he got New Orleans tax for that game check. Wherever you play, every game you get taxed in a different state. So at the end of the day. I think Anthony Davis said, and he said the exact same thing. He said, money is great, but at a certain point in time, I'm building my legacy, and my legacy is more important than the amount of, the, the amount of houses I can buy. And in reality, he's building his legacy now because they are championship contenders. His legacy is he can't build a champion. He needs to go join one. At the end of the day— What team won a championship without, without having a championship team around them? But, Jared, the reason they're not a championship team is because Anthony Davis isn't a championship player. So That's why aren't they a championship team right now? Well, I'm saying, why aren't the Pelicans a championship team right now? Because everybody on their team is 22 or younger. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The exact same team they had last year, except you, you trade Anthony Davis and bring in a whole lot of talented pieces. Brandon Ingram is playing at an, an, a high all-star level, correct? Yeah. And so now... He was on the team last year. Well, I agree. But you replaced Anthony Davis with an all-star. Yeah. Right? And now that team is, is out of the playoffs, though. But, but which they, means they're... The guy who's averaging 21 and 8, they... they Lost uh, Miritich, who was there for the season before last and half the season last year. But I mean, he missed well, the. He, he, last year he wasn't there in the beginning. They're a completely different team this year. Like if you go through the, the roster, probably seventy five percent of their minutes on the floor right now were not on the team last year. So, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. But would you tell me right now you could have replaced AD with with a player and they would have won the championship last year? No. And so so they didn't build them a championship team. If you replaced AD with Giannis. Would they have been in the Western Conference Finals? Yes. They would, they would not have been in the Western Conference Finals. Like, and, and, and let's get to let's get to the actual brass tacks. Was I impressed with the actual game? I thought the Lakers went out of their way to give AD the ball in a different style of offense than they've they played all year. They've been a team that moves the ball pretty well. They're top five in the league in assists. They've been a team that has driven the ball, kicked it out. He's shooting threes well, and they've been they've been a team that, that can attack you in many ways. Yesterday, they just threw the ball into AD. They let AD get a lot of post-ups, and they couldn't guard him. But in doing that, they kept the offense extremely stagnant. Um, and that was the reason why the Pelicans were able to get up in the game. And I thought one of the best things that happened in the game, AD got banged up a little bit, came out of the game, and then LeBron got, got hot. Kuzma hit a couple threes. The ball started moving around. They got back into the game, and then AD came back in the game, and they stopped going just, hey, let's ISO Anthony Davis, and they got the ball moving. I was extremely impressed. Um, with them coming back, I thought they would. Um, as I told Damon, and what what I would tell all you guys, if any of you guys have the ability to do in-game betting, live betting, bet the team that you expect to win that gets down. Uh, they were down 13 points with about four minutes to go in the third quarter. I bet the Lakers money line uh, plus 220, and I bet uh, the Lakers um, against the spread plus six. Ended up betting $60 to win 126. Um, so. What I will tell you guys is this. The Lakers look like the best team in the league. It's them and the Clippers and the Bucks. But, yes, they do. I I, I watched the Clippers last night need a tip-in versus the, the Grizzlies. But their best player can't play consistently. So that's I don't know. I, he, was, he just missed three straight games last week. I don't know if it, it – I, if you can tell me right now, am I going to bet on Kawhi being healthy in the playoffs? No, I wouldn't bet on Kawhi being healthy at Thanksgiving. 
AD, AD, yes. AD gets banged up every week. AD's, the, the, AD's banged up, but you can look at it and say AD, his last, before last year where they sat him out because of his trade demands, he played over 75 games in two previous seasons. I have less injury concerns with him than the guy, that Ka- Kawhi, who's going to agreeably miss at least 20 games this year. If you look at AD's injury history, he's tissue paper. At the end of the day, AD right now is playing through injuries because everybody's called him soft and he's so afraid of the media perception that he's trying to play through them. And at the end of the day, what's going to end up happening is these injuries are going to come back to bite him. He's got shoulders injuries where he should be sitting out right now. He's got, I mean, yesterday he got banged up in a pretty minor issue. But, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things of AD right now is trying to play to dispel the rumor of him being soft. You think it's that or you think he actually feels now he has a legitimate chance to win a championship? So uh, the difference of playing for the Pelicans when you're eight games below 500 when you're injured and playing for the Lakers when you're 16-2. and two. No, I, I don't think that's the case because I would look at it and say, this guy said a couple of days ago that this was the game of the year for him playing against the Pelicans, and that tells you where his mindset is. He's not really a championship player. At the end of the day, you would never find Kobe, you never find Shaq, you never find MJ, you never find any champion that's going to sit back and go, hey, we're going to play against a team that's 6-11 and 11 and that's not my game of the year. That's silly. At the end of the day... Anthony Davis is not a championship player. Anthony Davis is a good number two for a championship team. Um, but at this point in time, I don't think LeBron is the best player in the Say, league. Uh, uh, so I don't think he's going to be able to get them over the hump. But Jeremy, I'll, I'll ask you this question. Is LeBron better than you expected LeBron to be this season? Yes. And with LeBron right now, it, it, you can you you telling me there's not an argument that LeBron's the best player in the league right now? I don't think there's an argument that LeBron's the best player in the league. I don't. Like it, and At the end of the day, here's my thing. We have to Jeremy, stop. You're, so you're admitting that LeBron's the best player in the league right now? No, I'm saying he's not. Jeremy said there's not an argument to be made that LeBron is the best player in the league. And, and this is why who's, better, who's better than LeBron? Uh, Giannis, Kawhi, James Harden. I can go through a list. Jeremy, At the end of the Jeremy. day, here's my thing. And this, this is, I, 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 hate no. the double, I, I hate the double standard. So when James Harden dominates the regular season, we say, well, you didn't do it in the playoffs. When LeBron misses the playoffs and then plays well in the first half, month of the regular season, Jeremy, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's not a great argument because but LeBron was hurt. You're, you're, you're coming off of LeBron one season not making not making the playoffs because and, but, due uh, to an injury. Not a running tally. What about making the finals for what six seasons straight? What was it? What was eight, the record? Eight, eight straight seasons, but that's in the Eastern Conference. About? He's been in the West now. If you look at the last four years, what is the difference? James Harden lost to the Warriors every single season. And, and LeBron was to the Warriors. So you're telling me James Harden wouldn't have made it through the East? Well, here's the, I'll tell you the difference, though. James Harden lost to the Warriors last year after KD got hurt. He lost to the Warriors. Who said LeBron wouldn't have? Oh, the fact that they couldn't they couldn't beat him when, when LeBron. You can't compare what they do on the court. Yeah, James Harden maybe can, is a better scorer than LeBron, but he can't pass better than LeBron. He's not a facilitator better than LeBron. When LeBron wants to play defense, he can play defense. When LeBron's like, done overall, all This year, LeBron like, played defense. Like, yeah. Overall, you can't, like, there's no way you can say, like, you just sound like a hater. Yeah, no, like Damon, at the end of the day, LeBron, LeBron is, is taking 20 shots a game and averaging 26. Really, 25.6. You look at James Harden, he's taking 24 shots a game and averaging 38. At the but, end of the day, he, and over the last what, but, four but Jeremy, years, Jeremy, that's not, that's, that's, that's not accurate. He's taking 24 shots a game on the on the field goal attempts. He's taking around 32 shots a game and getting about 16 free throws a game to get to his 38 points. So it's, those, it's field goal so, so those, what I'm telling you is, though, those are still possessions. They may not count on the score sheet, but if I come down the extra five possessions and shoot, that's the same thing as a field goal attempt. No, he doesn't. That's they had to go to the league because he's shooting less than half of the free throws of James Harden. And LeBron's top five in the league and drives to the paint. He drove to the paint the other night. The other the other night the other night he went to the paint 
14 times. He drove the ball to the pat, to rack and, and inside the paint 14 times and got zero free throw attempts. There is no way you can say LeBron drove 14 times and wasn't fouled once. But, so, but so that's the thing, though. You can say that, and I, I will agree. There, there's times where LeBron doesn't get the calls. But even the part of the reason why he's only averaging 26 is because he's not a good free throw shooter. And James Harden makes his free throws. You can't say that because LeBron, LeBron this season is shooting around seventy percent free throws. So I mean, even even when you're saying, "Oh, yo, he's not a great free throw shooter," if he's taking six a game, that means on average he's hitting around what four out of six, five out of six, averaging. So it's not like, oh, well, those extra, that extra point is the difference between him. Him. I think the reason is is he's James Harden has ball hauled and turned turned Westbrook, in, in, who, who was never an efficient player, into an irrelevant player. LeBron is facilitating and helping AD to be the best version of AD. He's helping the Lakers to be the best version of themselves. AD's doing the same thing in, in, in New Orleans. Like, AD's not playing better now than you play in New Orleans. LeBron's playing regular AD. LeBron's so why, why are they 16-2? and two? Because they play the weakest schedule in basketball, and they're a good. They got a talented team. Like I mean, at the end of the day, was the Celtics sixteen and two when Kyrie's first season? Yes, they're they're okay, about cool. sixteen and two right now. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my point. So are you are you saying the Celtics got a chance to win the title? No, I don't believe the Lakers got a chance to win the title. Jeremy, you sound like a former Lakers fan who's pretty salty, but. Hey. Yeah, you, 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 you sound pretty better, but yeah, we saw them play against the Clippers before, and then we also that was the first game of the season, and we also look at them. Struggle against the Pelicans. So the Pelicans playing championship basketball. They're down 16 points. You see them struggle every single week. Every single week. They're, they're, I mean, every single game, they're down 10 to 12 points against the Grizzlies, against sorry teams. We'll see when they play a championship team. They haven't played the, they played the Raptors and lost. They, let's go to the championship. They haven't played the Bucks. They played the Clippers. They lost. Have they played? Ooh, let's go to the championship caliber team. They haven't played the but, so, 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 like so right now, the Raptors are a championship team. They're a, they, they have a championship Because if you're going to say the Raptors are a championship team, then we have to say the Jazz are a championship team. No, we don't because they they have a much better record than the Jazz. They just they're playing. The they're playing the Eastern Conference. What I will say is this: if you want to look at it, you're the guy who said coming into the season that you you don't think it's a lock that the Lakers were gonna make the playoffs. You said it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Lakers didn't make the playoffs this year with this roster. But now that they're 16 and two, it's because they're who they played and they're an extremely talented team. So. At the end of the day... But did I not say LeBron's playing better than I thought he was? Right, but you didn't say they were extremely talented when you said you thought they would miss the playoffs. But they've added a bunch of pieces on. Like, was Dwight Howard on when I made that comment? No, Dwight Howard's playing like a superstar. Are we are we, are we going to look at Danny Green and all, all, all these players are playing, uh, playing good basketball? Like, at the end of the day, they're doing well. But who is their marquee win? The Mavericks? Is their marquee win the Jazz? Like, who's their marquee win? They haven't beat anybody. They've beaten everybody that's come across their face. Except the two teams that they played. Except the, the season opener. But here's the thing. That jazz, the Jazz, you, you can say the Clippers played the Suns and got run out the building. Like, at the end of the day, the, the you, you can't make the argument about all oh, these these championship contenders and not look at the Lakers and say they're extremely impressive right I, now. I'll be, I'll be 100% honest. I said the you, same you thing. You would be a hater if you, if, you, if you watch the Lakers play and you're not impressed. Like, not you impressed. Just at the end of the day, I was, like I said, you can say that about the, the, the Clippers lost to the Suns. I compare that to the Saints losing to the Falcons. At the end of the day, I would be much more concerned, concerned if the Saints lost and got blown out by a team that they had to get up for because it was a good team. What about when they got blown out by the Rockets? When they get blown out by the Rockets? They got blown out by the Rockets. Literally, they played them the first game. They, they oh, blew you're about the game? Yeah, they, but Paul Where? George didn't play the game. Harden hit them for 47 and kept, Kawhi wouldn't and guard them. When they played when they played them with Kawhi, when Paul George played, what happened? They, they won. They won by two points on a, on a late shot. <laughs> they won. But here's the thing. You can't, you can't sell. Well, they, they won with Paul George. But they won the game on a late shot at home, and they played them on the road, and they got beat by twenty. Like there's, well, Paul George didn't play. Like at the end of the day, they beat y'all without Paul George. 
Right. So then we're like, we can't factor in, oh, well, they won without them and factor in the wins and then take away the losses. Why can't you? Because if, 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 if I run so fast, just hate on the Lakers. No, no, if, if, if I run faster, you would have broken the court. You can't say, well, then you ran faster, you would have went out. You can't say I would run faster if I didn't have a broken court. So, yes, so, so if you want to say the Clippers are better because they beat the Lakers, we have to say the Suns are better than the Clippers because they beat the Suns and they beat the Clippers. No, I don't. Yes, you do because you can't base it off of one game. You can't say, oh, well, it's the first game of the year where we obviously saw LeBron didn't play well and AD didn't play well. And literally, in the game, it was tied going to the, to the fourth quarter when they both played awful. At the end of the day, if you want to tell me, hey, you think the Clippers are better, I, you can you can make that argument. If you want to tell me, hey, you you think there are teams that can beat the Lakers, you can make the argument. But if you want to try to say, hey, the Lakers haven't been impressive, they're not a championship contender, then you're just hating. No, I don't think the Lakers are a championship contender. I think the Clippers will beat them in five games. Sure. The, 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 the team that has the best record in the league right now is not a championship. You say, okay. All right, let's move on. It's, it's, uh, guys, it's rivalry week. Uh, this week in college football, uh, you have Auburn versus uh, Alabama. You've got Michigan um, at Ohio State or the Ohio State. Um, let's talk about who you guys feel uh, is going to win. Are there going to be any upsets? Um, who you guys might be betting on? Because it's, it's going to be a fun week this week, especially with all these good games in the college football arena. Uh, let's start with Jeremy on this topic, man. Let's let's uh, who you, who you have and who, who who what are the games that you're going to be really really looking out for? So the game I'm looking out for is Alabama versus Auburn. The reason why is because LSU is going to run Georgia out the building, and so therefore, if Alabama is able to look impressive against Auburn, they'll be in the Final Four. Um, Outside of that game, I really don't want to watch any other games outside of Clemson, South Carolina. And the only reason I'm watching that game is because the line seems way too low, and I've already bet Clemson. At the end of the day, these games are going to be pretty terrible. Um, like, do I, like what what other game am I going to watch? Is it going to be like, oh, man, I really am interested in watching Washington versus Washington State? No, I, I'm really not concerned with any of the other games. Uh, I don't want to see Mississippi versus Mississippi State. Uh, there's not a lot of other games I'm interested in watching. Maybe Ohio State versus Michigan, but we all know how Harbaugh does. So they're going to give you about 40. At the end of the day, um, it's really going to be a pretty boring week, in my opinion, and I look forward to watching it. Well, I, w- I will tell you this. I, I completely disagree. Out of those two games, I think the team that has the better chance of upsetting is Michigan. I think Michigan is going to beat Ohio State. I have picked Michigan to beat Ohio State. I'm not sure how many people have watched Michigan over the last five weeks. Shea Patterson looks like the quarterback I thought Shea Patterson was going to be before he got there. He's throwing the ball extremely well. And you're looking at a team who, last year, I think they played a dumb style of football versus Ohio State. Ohio State last year had three receivers. They went to the combine and ran a sub 4 4 40. They had one guy that ran 4 2 9, two guys that ran 4 3 1s, and 4 3 3s. And they played press coverage, man to man, and let them run slant routes the entire game, knowing that their, their cornerbacks couldn't run with them on slant routes. I think they make a change. And I think this year. As much as I, I told you before last year that I wasn't a fan of Dwayne Haskins as a pro prospect, I think right now Justin Fields is a good quarterback, but they're not throwing the ball very much, and they don't have the weapons at receiver. And so I think if you're lining up and you're going versus Michigan to try to run the ball, I think Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan and a lot of that defensive line will be able to contain them at least as much as Penn State did last week. I don't expect Ohio State to continually turn the ball over, but I expect them to have trouble guarding Shea Patterson. The only concern I have is I watched Michigan earlier in the season struggle versus Army with their pass rush. Uh, Their offensive line did not look good, and Chase Young is a stud. But I think they, they do what most teams don't do, which 
I have no idea why they don't, which is double team Chase Young and say, hey, look, we will leave everybody else single protected. Um, I expect Michigan to actually win the game straight up. I'm going to give you a score of 28 to 24. Uh, I think I think the game is won by Shea Patterson, who throws the ball extremely well. And I'm going to take Michigan for the upset. Um, other games, the Clemson game, yeah, that line is um, a little bit low. Um, if you look at it, Clemson has covered the spread in 9 out of 11 games this season. Uh, the only two they didn't was the UNC game, which they, they could have lost. And then the Texas A&M game, which they, they covered the entire game until Texas A&M scored a touchdown with six seconds to go in the game versus the third string. So um, I think that's definitely a, a game that you want to look at betting. Um, and then depending on the, the Alabama-Auburn game, I would take as much on, on Alabama as you can, um, as long as that, that spread's not over 9, because Bo Nix is awful. Um, I know he was the number one dual threat quarterback out of high school. Um, I've talked to some people in Auburn that actually believe the only reason he has that job is because of the uh, alumni and the boosters and the money that's involved. Uh, Bo Nix's father was the starting quarterback for Auburn for several years, Patrick Nix, back in the 90s. Um, And a lot of those people think that Joey Gatewood, who was uh, projected to be the starter before the season, who left after Bo Nix won the job, should have been the starter. And, you know, if you watch that Georgia-Auburn game, Bo Nix had a lot of wide open throws to win the game, missed them all. So um, I got I, I, I like Auburn's defensive line, but they have too many receivers at Alabama. And although their defense is suspect, I don't trust Bo Nix to be able to take advantage of it. So take Alabama and the points, or give the points. First off, um, I just want to I want to respond to that. If you guys are betting, do not listen to anything Jared is saying about Ohio State, Michigan. This is the same team that was down thirty five points to Wisconsin. It's not the same team. This is the exact same team. Nope. Is, Jared, last year you were saying Shea Patterson was going to go off against Ohio State and they got blown out. At the end of the day, Ohio State at some point in this game will have 65 points. Mark it down. They will score 65 points at some point in this game. They will be up by 40 at some point in this game. They will beat Michigan so bad. Jared, Ohio State's not playing well, though. That there's Look. a chance that Jim Harwell is fired at the end of this game. I am mark that. Jeremy, Jeremy, did Ohio State beat Rutgers by forty points? Like literally, they they played Penn State last week, and literally, if Penn State did Penn actually State beat Michigan, Penn State beat Michigan five or six weeks ago because Michigan dropped the ball in the end zone as time expired. Let's just go through Michigan's schedule over the last few weeks. Okay, let's see. Indiana last week they beat who? Indiana took Penn State to the wire, and they beat uh, they beat Indiana last week by thirty points. Jeremy, but let, okay, so let's go through. So they beat. Uh, Indiana last week. Michigan State the week before. Michigan State the week who's not good. I, I told Maryland you about that. The week before. Notre Dame the week before. They destroyed Notre Dame. And they got, got beat by Penn State the week before when they were down twenty one zero. So they won. They were, they, oh, they, they were down twenty one zero, and then they scored three straight touchdowns. And they lost. They lost because of what? Because they're terrible. Because the receiver dropped a wide open ball in the end zone as time expired. But even if he catches that, that's, that still doesn't mean they're going to win the game. That means it goes in overtime. So at the end of the day, they won four weeks in a row. Okay. Well, well, we we will see. We might have to put a side wager on this. I'll see what the line is. We we'll, we'll, we might have to put a wager on. We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm saying forty point win. All right. Finish your finish your point, Jim. Is that it? You just, that, that, you that, just feel all, like the damn. All, all I'm saying is this. I'm not saying they're gonna win by forty. Mark my words. At some point in, in the game, they will be up by forty points. Wow. All right. Well, uh. Last topic, guys. Just for the listeners, we're not gonna hold you guys too long today. We're about to get to the food, uh, so we got one more. We're gonna go through these picks, um, and then we're gonna, we're gonna bid you guys a do. So, uh, Jeremy, let's, let's talk now? about it, man. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna bid them a do. A do. How, how about how about we we uh we drink some do and get after it? Let's go. Drink some do. 
threesome do? What, Mountain Dew? Yeah, come on now. Yeah, if you're talking to the yeah. guy who drank 23 Mountain Dews in one day at one, at one point. Probably, probably 17. Um, There's a lot, a lot better ways to get your caffeine than Mountain Dew these days. Uh, you can't anyway. name one. tell you what happened one i've been terrible on nfl games the last two weeks um absolutely awful uh, college games i hit on 12 of 13 uh against the spread the last three weeks or the last four weeks on the podcast um on the actual 85 weekend picks which i will do shortly after this uh, so i'm i've been impeccable on the college picks but when it comes to pros i've been awful but that's about to change because i see some games that i'm definitely going to take advantage of so look let's get to it I have been Jared Goffle. Uh, I can't even say I've been as bad as him. I mean, he's been, I mean, two picks, no touchdowns. I mean, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? But guess what? I wish I had that Jared Goffle paycheck because they signed him to, what, $105 million guaranteed, and now they are stuck with that contract forever. Um, so let's go into some of the picks I want to get into this week. I'm going to take the Cowboys to not cover six and a half points versus the Bills. Look, the Cowboys don't have one win over a team that has a winning record this year or even had a winning record at the time they played. So I get the Bills, who are eight and three. I get six and a half points. Yes, the game may be in Dallas, but I'm not sure if anybody's paid attention, but Josh Allen has been playing good football. Last six games, 11 touchdowns, one interception. And they've been running the ball extremely well. Their defense is solid. And I don't expect them to be able to run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott, which means it comes back down to Dak Prescott. And in Dak, I don't back. So I'm going to go with the cover from the Buffalo Bills and then winning the game actually straight up. Um, Next, I got to go with the, um, I think, one of the easiest picks. I get the 49ers. Uh, Now the line's moved to 5.5. You can probably get it 6, 6.5. I'll even take the 5.5 points. Look, as great as the Ravens are playing, They are playing a 49ers team that has a tremendous defense. They have a ton of defensive linemen. DJ Jeffries, who's at the defensive tackle, I think is going to be able to eat up a lot of blocks. They were able to double-team Aaron Donald because they they didn't have a lot of edge rushers. You can't double-team Aaron Donald when you got on one side Eric Armstead, the other side Nick Bosa. I expect them to be able to, even if they don't win the game, they're covering five and a half points. Uh, I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo, but what people don't realize a lot of is the 49ers are the number two rushing team in the entire NFL, they will be able to run the ball and to continue to control the clock. I expect that game to be a close game. I'm going to say Ravens win it 24-21, to 21, but I got the 49ers at least covering the 5.5 points. Next game on the docket, I think this is one of the easiest picks of the weekend. I get the Packers minus 6.5 versus the Giants. They got blown out. I always tell you, go and bet the team that got embarrassed on national TV the previous week. Uh, That didn't work last week. I picked the Texans to cover three and a half points. They won by three, so they still won, but they didn't cover it. I'm going to take the Packers to win that game handily. I'm going to say they win the game by 14 points, so I'm taking Packers minus six and a half. Next, I'm uh, going to take the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers to cover two points versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think when you look at it and say, Okay, yeah, they're going with their third-string quarterback, but I like the way uh, Duck Dynasty, my, my guy, um, 
uh, that came out of Sanford. I can't think of his last name, but Duck, whatever his name is, is who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Steelers. He played pretty well at the end of the game versus the Bengals. He played well enough to put up 35 points versus the Chargers in his first start of the season. I expect them to be able to get some revenge in Pittsburgh. I'm getting two points. I'm going to take the Steelers. Last game, I think this is a no-brainer. Everybody's down on the Raiders right now. Raiders did play a terrible game last week. But I get 10 points? 10 points versus the Chiefs? The Chiefs haven't looked good the last four games. They lost to the Titans. They barely beat the Chargers when Phil Rivers threw four picks. And I'm getting 10 points. I think the Raiders just had a sleeper game last week versus the Jets because they were looking forward to the game versus the Chiefs. I think they get up for it. I got the Chiefs winning the game probably by seven. They're not covering any more than 10 points. So book that. So in recap, I'm taking the Bills plus six and a half points versus the Cowboys. I am taking the 49ers plus five and a half points versus the Ravens. I am taking the Packers minus six and a half points versus the Giants. I am taking the Steelers plus two points versus the Browns. And I'm taking the Raiders plus 10 points versus the Chiefs. Book it. JDZ, what you got? 85. At least, I will give you this point. At least you will only be down $200 next week, so you'll still be within range to get back to 500 next week because you're going to be two and three. Uh, just going through your picks, uh, I agree. I bet uh, the Bills uh, plus six and a half, um, they're probably going to win the game because they had a winning record and they're playing the Cowboys. Um, so, you know, that's pretty much clockwork. I'll give you that. Um, I do not agree with you on the Ravens. The Ravens will win that game by 21 points. As you saw, they had a hard time containing Russell Wilson running around. So if you can't contain Russell Wilson running around, what are you going to do with Lamar Jackson? Real quick, uh, Russell Wilson had one touchdown and three turnovers. How is that hard to contain? Um, because he had like 70 yards rushing. Um, at the end of the day, uh, and then they could not stop Russell Wilson at the end of the game. And they got away. They did stop him. They stopped him twice. Uh, so how did they end up losing the game? Because they missed a field goal and their offense didn't score on two possessions. No, 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 no. no. So, so did their, did their, was it a defensive touchdown or was it an offensive uh, score? Who? The Seattle. Did they win the game on an offensive score? On a field goal. So, okay, cool. So they didn't stop him. They, they, did they, they stop him twice? Jared. They, they stopped him because they missed a, because, uh, because Russell threw a, a bad pick. But they and then they stopped him again the next possession. And, and so, so how did they lose? They lost because their offense couldn't score. They didn't score. They, sure, sure. they did not lose because their offense couldn't score. They lost because they got because the defense. So, so, so Jeremy, answer this question. <laughs> At the end of the game, they got two stops. Mm-hmm. If the 49ers kneeled the ball three straight times, could the Seahawks have won the game? No. So then it had nothing to do with the defense. It had to do with the offense giving them the ball back the third time. I'm asking you a question. So if they didn't move the ball, could they have scored for when the offense gave the ball back to them? It depends. They missed the field goal to give them the ball in the no, 50. No, no, no. What I'm asking you is, so from the 50-yard line, could they have scored? No, no, you're right. So you're, if you're trying to, if you're trying to tell me, if you're trying to tell me that the defense couldn't hold Russell Wilson in three possessions to get 20 yards, no, I'm not gonna say 20 yards because they got to the 10 yard line. They're just trying to get a touchdown. Anyway, they got to 20. Yeah, they, so, they, so, the field goal was so, over 40. We'll see. The Ravens are going to destroy them. Secondly, um, what was it? Kansas City. They're de- they're definitely not uh, going to win by more than 10 points. Right? The Ra- the Raiders last week looked terrible against Sam Darnold. I see Matt Patrick Mahomes going off against them. Um, I would agree with you on what was your other pick? The Packers. I'm picking that game. So those are two of my picks. Packers uh, minus six or minus six and a half. Uh, Bills plus six and a half. I'll give you those two. You have one more game. What was your other game? Uh, the Steelers. Steelers. Uh, the Browns will blow them out. Um, so my games are like I said. Steel. Uh, the Packers minus six and a half. Bills plus six and a half. Saints. Um, I got them at minus six and a half. Now it's at seven. Um, but even at seven, easy money. Um, Saints are going to win this game by 30. 
Um, so they're going to win that game. Um, I've got the Cowboys, or not the Cowboys, the uh, Bears, uh, minus five and a half. Unfortunately, they are not looking so good so far, but that's the pick I got in. Uh, hopefully, they'll get it together. They just turned the ball over on the uh, Lions' 32-yard line, going for it on fourth down for some reason. Um, and then um, the last game uh, the last game I got on the docket uh, is Jets, minus three, uh, against the um, – who is Jets playing? Um, slipping my mind. Somebody terrible. Uh, the Jets are playing the Bengals. Bengals, yeah. So the Jets minus three against the Bengals. That's easy money. All right, dope, guys. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. I'm ready to, to sit down and uh, pop open this uh, bottle of wine I just bought and you know, fellowship with you guys. And we just want to say shout-out to everybody once again for tuning on to, tuning tuning into us this week. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. God bless all you guys' family. Hope you guys are doing well. Drink well tonight. Eat well tonight. Um, and uh, we will be back with you guys uh, next week, actually in a few days. So uh, make sure you share us, follow us on uh, all social media platforms. Our Instagram handle is Bros underscore podcast. Uh, so, yeah, fellas, any, any parting words before we get up out of here? Um, all I'm going to say is uh, go Texans. Let's get this dub versus the Patriots. Beat the evil empire. Let's go. Let's go. Jeremy, Jeremy, how you feeling, man? Any, any part words for the, for the listeners? Um, yes, I want to congratulate my Saints for winning another NFC South tonight. I want to congratulate them for beating the Pan- the Panthers and the officials last night, uh, last game. And uh, once again, Drew Brees is the GOAT.